Hello and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and check out our Instagram highlights. Yep. Uh, that's at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, we'll do some fun stuff there. We'll talk about... Questions, uh, surveys, random... things that you can't interact with. Actually, mostly inter- yeah, things you that... Can't interact the things with. that Instagram lets you do and yep. interact with us. Four months ahead of the fact, we're going to do a death bracket for Suicide Squad when that comes out. Yeah, we'll put all the characters and maybe we'll do like a little. Sh- we'll do a little fun. We'll do an episode on that. We'll talk yeah. about all the characters that there, like what there we, we know go. about them. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'll give my I'll I'll give my two cents on the episode, and then we'll release the mm-hmm. uh, bracket for people to based on yeah. all of my expertise. I should start reading Suicide Squad stuff. Yeah. Ah, crap. That time. How much time do I have? four months four months that's plenty of time i just read like the main ones there's like maybe one or two like kind of true stories mm-hmm. read those get all that stuff go read some iconic deadshot and that kind of stuff remember when people thought idris elba was going to be deadshot yeah and now he's not now he's better <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway yeah check out our instagram that's things yep so we kind of have an announcement. So yeah, we're doing um, a little restructuring. We're 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 restructuring my <laughs> my my batteries ran out for a second. Uh, <laughs> we're restructuring the way that we do episodes uh, starting this week, mm-hmm. um, based Surprise! on a lot of discussion among us and a couple other people who are very important in the way that we how we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, we've decided to kind of spread out the episodes in a way where a typical episode prior to today has been the two segments, what you've been up to's and news. And then we go mm-hmm. into content where we talk about discussion uh, videos, usually w- videos cut out those two. So that right. you just get discussion. Um, but to be honest, a little pull back the curtain on our lives. Together, Matt and I have approximately four and a half jobs. That's about right. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of shit we're doing. A lot. Matt's getting ready for a marriage. Woo. I'm I'm on that trajectory. It's just we don't have the time to put as much re- effort into research and watching movies and mm-hmm. reading literal books like I do for this kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, to give a genuine quality discussion that's warranted mm-hmm. by... Uh, even though our podcast is by the intro the most unqualified podcast, we still want to have intelligent discussion. Right. Um, and we try to actively avoid what we call listing episodes, which is basically just well, let's talk about DC animated movies. And we list the animated movies, brief discussion of like, just talk about review, but yeah. they're, they're not in depth and we don't like those. Yep. Uh, so it takes a lot more effort to do this stuff. So what we're essentially going to do is, uh, it is now going to alternate week by week of kind of a just us losers. It's an episode yeah. of the Watchmen Up Twos of the two of us and the news mm-hmm. where it's a little bit more of just me and Matt talking and being friends and stuff. And, yeah. The sort of discussions we had before the podcasts that our friends got really sick of. Yeah, that exactly. forced us to start a podcast so we could compartmentalize that part of our right. lives away from everyone. Exactly. Uh, and because... <laughs> uh, to be honest, the original idea for the podcast and kind of the soul of the podcast is literally mm-hmm. just an excuse for me and Matt to hang out and talk about nerdy shit. Yeah. Um, that was part of, I think, the original intro idea that we had. Probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so we want to we want to maintain that, but also give ourselves a little bit more space and time to 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 do research and to actually have more in-depth conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first episode of each pair will be that. And then the next week will be solely discussion. Mm-hmm. It will be all just, there will be no Watchmen Up News or News. It'll be an intro and then white breaking a discussion. High quality podcast content. Yes. Inserted directly into your ears. Uh, however we decide, we haven't fully decided. We probably should in the next couple of days how we're going to label these episodes mm-hmm. uh, per se. But it'll be clear which ones are discussion, which ones are just us. Yep. Uh, so that if you really don't give a shit about us which is f- totally fair. Uh, you Hurts can just me deep down inside, but <laughs> you can just skip these episodes and listen to the content episodes. Mm-hmm. I suggest you listen to both because yeah. this is where we talk about all the news and the upcoming stuff. We're nixing the whole idea of the big update. Yeah. We might still do that. We might still do that, but yeah, what we'll do, we'll spend a little bit more time on news so you can kind of know what's, what's going on in the entertainment industry. Uh, and then also 
what's going on in our lives what we recommend you go watch and listen to we yeah uh, there's a few people who have actually taken to those uh to mm-hmm. actually do go out and listen or watch the movies that we've suggested or shows that we suggested mm-hmm. um fewer people that read comics because that's just there's not a whole bunch of people yeah, that people who read comics are nerds mostly that's true that is very true yep uh so yeah we want to we want to retain that that mm-hmm aspect of the podcast while still also giving our giving us more time yep um it's still going to be weekly releases uh because i refuse to let the podcast go to bi-weekly because i feel like that's the first step to the death of the podcast yep um but until one of us can quit one of our jobs because this is paying us substantially enough to actually do this full time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to, we're going to give this one a shot, see how it goes for a few months. Yeah. This should hopefully, um, the extra time that we've got, will both be gone going to researching for the episodes that are coming out mm-hmm. and also recording some special, more guest heavy, uh in-depth episodes that are a little bit more out of our wheelhouse and so we need experts in the st- the fields that we're talking about yep uh that will come out at a later date we don't really have um a schedule for that right now we're right. just gonna be working on those uh doing them justice letting letting our editor gauge <laughs> just us uh letting our editor gauge have a little bit of fun with editing mm-hmm. um but it also it's just makes it easier on us to do yep. all this it makes it easier on editor or editor gauge because mm-hmm. uh, he only has to edit because we've been the company the broader company has been uh giving him more stuff to do so he's uh starting to get bogged down <laughs> um, <laughs> <Poor boy. laughs> and uh and our marketing team gives mm-hmm. them a little bit more uh room to breathe more yeah. teasers towards episodes instead of just post episode post episode post episode yep um so yeah it's just uh it's a good it's a good it's a step forward for us it's it's not i wouldn't say it's a step forward i I would say it's a step sideways it's a yeah it's a lateral move into something that's probably going to be a better version of what we have right now right yeah it's uh it'll it'll be better hopefully hopefully no promises because then also our content episodes are not dated so we can true if we talk about uh basketball movies like we talked about football movies we've got this kind of whole sports series Mm-hmm. on the horizon in the works um talking about back basketball episodes we can call back to it uh or advertise it and promote it and not have to deal with ah today in covid entertainment news when it's in exactly. 2043 and nobody's <laughs> nobody remembers what covid is yeah that's not gonna be true uh, yeah it's gonna be yep but yeah so that's uh look forward to that that'll be how we kind of structure this so this is this is just what you've been up to is in news mm-hmm. we don't particularly know how the how the video is going to turn out on this one should probably think about that something something will happen but uh matt preston what hast thou been up to um <laughs> i have been up to <laughs> no not even gonna try <laughs> all right stop me if you've heard this one before the original it's classic it's timeless it's got great characters star you wars Okay, and then the sequel, it's darker, it ramps up the stakes. The com- the plot gets a little more complicated. Lord of the, the Rings. Everyone's a little more mature. Okay, and then the, the trilogy capper comes in, and it, uh, it ties everything back up. There are some weak moments, but ultimately it's a Dark satisfying Knight. but flawed conclusion to the trilogy. Christopher Bale's Dark Knight series. Those are all good examples. Okay, now let me actually genuinely think of something. I don't know how to train your dragon. To all the boys I loved forever and oh, ever. Oh, you son of a bitch. Or whatever the, the actual title is. To all the boys. Colon, Three all the boys. Three all the boys. <laughs> That's what it should have been. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Three all the boys, always and forever. Netflix original. Uh, no, it's always and three ever. For a fourth movie, that's when you do always and forever. Man. Come on. They're really slacking here. This, yeah, that's disappointing. I had it rated as a seven, but I'm going to knock it down to like a four now. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Yeah. Oh, for all the boys, three all the boys who three all the boys four four all the boys no three all the boys to always and three ever sure yeah electric electric <laughs> beagley um this bit is falling apart faster than I can put it back together so I'm just gonna move on I'm gonna talk about yep, the movie talk about the movie <laughs> so this is uh it's a trilogy it's Netflix original um nice little high school rom com um I talked about the first two recently mm-hmm. um. 
relatively recently. Hannah and I have been watching them doing about one a month. Mm-hmm. Um, this one actually came out this year, which yeah. is it's my first 2021 movie, I think. That's not true. Zack what? Snyder's Justice League. Whatever. Talk about for all the boys. <laughs> for all the boys. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. So it's a it's a nice little. Um, it's just a high school rom com couple characters and they do high school romance things um this one is kind of about their senior year and so they're having to make decisions about their future these are the same characters right yeah same mm-hmm. characters it's the same same characters throughout the whole thing um which is cool you get to kind of build on them they have mm-hmm. the the characters do have very definite personalities it's not just interchangeable for the service of plot so it's a it's really satisfying just the way these characters they kind of grow and their arcs come to fulfillment mm-hmm. um and they you know they have to make emotionally throt emotionally fraught choices but it, it brings everything together in a really satisfying way that i think it, it ends it on a a well-deserved note okay i always say um you know actions have consequences this one i think is probably the weakest of the trilogy um it does what it needs to do but there's some definite moments there's a, a plot point pretty early on that revolves around like a total sitcom level misunderstanding character oh. doesn't do something for a long time that they need to do like proposing no oh, okay not that interesting oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're in high school yeah um yeah so the character doesn't do something they're supposed to do and it ends up kind of snowballing on them and the whole time you're just yelling at the screen like come on get it together you know yeah. you know what you have to do here um but overall it's it's good it's a satisfying conclusion to the trilogy they're good movies if you uh um i don't know if you're a, a big tough man guy but you um your lady wants to watch some rom-coms this would be a good suggestion you're i don't not think a... you're gonna be much talking to that audience no nah. <laughs> <laughs> especially not with me has kaylin brought them up to you uh she has maybe okay she knows I'm not a huge fan of them, but I'm willing to watch them. I, right. Uh, I think she, because uh, I have, my memory has her voice saying the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I know she's at least talked about it, whether it be talking to me about wanting to watch it or she had watched it. I think she had watched it a, a couple days, or I had heard that she'd watched it a couple days before you watched the first one. I think uh-huh. I freaked out on the episode. I was like, oh my God, Kalen watched this. Like, Kalen and I are just kind of on the same wavelength yeah. a little bit, it seems like. It's weird. You're both cute. Aww. Yeah, didn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's all the boys. It's a good, solid trilogy. Kind of hoping they don't come back for a fourth one because everything just sort of works. To all the fours. To all the boys squared because two squared oh, is yeah. four. To squared all the boys. There Call the square boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. oh, don't you love it when he takes you three tries to really get the good one, good joke out? I'm surprised it only took us three. Usually, <laughs> just keep going, <laughs> keep going until it fades into oblivion because we don't even land it in the first place. Yep, yep. All right, all right. I read a book. You read a book, a whole ass book, a whole book. It was a skinny book. Oh. It says a novel on the cover, but it's really it's not a really a novel. It's a novella. Novella. Um, yeah, it's called Normal. Uh, it's by Warren Ellis. Oh, oh. yeah. Comic oh, book guy. Comic book guy. Big comic book guy. Yeah. Although he also writes novels, apparently, yeah. as I discovered when I found this on a on the shelf at the used bookstore. Okay, never mind. Used bookstore. I, I never count on used bookstores like organizing anything at all. No, yeah, it was just kind of there on yeah. the shelf. And I was like, hey, that yeah. looks familiar. <laughs> Warren Ellis. And I read the back of the book and I was like, this looks pretty interesting. I'll give it a so try. What's it about? So it's about uh, this guy uh, named Adam. I think. I don't remember. Wow. I finished this book like two days ago. I, it's gone. It's out of my head. Um, and he's a either a foresight strategist or a strategic forecaster. Um, basically, so there's a four in there somewhere. Yes. Um, he's a foreskin. So basically the idea is it's, it's set basically in a roughly modern world, maybe like five years in the future kind of thing. It's a little unspecified. Um, and there are, there's these subgroups of people that, um, the back of the book describes it as something like look into the future professionally. Mm. Um, and there's two categories. There's the foresight strategist, which tend to be more, uh, academic research type people, um, thinking about, uh, how to solve problems. And then there's strategic forecasters, which tend to be more military and, mm-hmm. uh, 
secret intelligence service kinds of people. And these people occasionally develop what's called, quote, abyss gaze, um, where, I mean, you know the Nietzsche saying, you stare at the, the abyss, abyss too long, it stares back. Yeah. Um, and people just get so bummed out, basically. That's a nice way of putting it. They get so existentially depressed that they have a full-on breakdown and get sent to uh, this little facility. Uh, it's called Normal Head. Um, it's kind of out in the woods in Oregon. It's very nice. They can recuperate. So... The book starts with Adam being sent there because he's developed a bad case of abyss gaze. Um, and he, uh, you know, he goes through some of the normal stuff. And then the plot kicks off when one of the other patients there disappears overnight. And instead in his bed is found a giant pile of insects. Oh, no. Yep. Ah. And so Adam has to go around and he's uh, he's kind of he's meeting all these colorful characters in the in the facility and trying to unravel the mystery of why this guy disappear? Why insects? What's going on here? Was it like a whole lot of insects or just like a few? Like a lot of insects. Oh, God. Like like his body's volume worth of insects kind of thing. Roughly. OK, so yeah. he turned into insects. Potentially, in some sense. I bet that's it. I mean, you're meant to think so from the start. Oh, okay. That somehow either he's been turned into insects or has been replaced by insects in some sort of Indiana Jones style switcheroo yeah. to not trigger the <laughs> weight plate. Because <laughs> well, ah, the classic insect switcheroo, <laughs> something like we've that. all used that one every once in a while. Yeah. So yeah, no, he he sets up a very interesting mystery there, um, and it unravels in a satisfying but kind of just like. Yeah, predictable sure kind of way uh -oh. it's not predictable necessarily it's it's just it feels like it could have been more interesting mm. i don't know what it would have been to be more interesting but it you know it unravels okay. um the characters are fine a lot of them are kind of cartoonish caricatures of mm -hmm. various types of things um, is it like a who does it follow like follows adam yeah but does he have like a little team that's like doing things with them or is there just other characters that are just kind of tangentially related um yeah he sort of well he picks up a couple of friends and then he meets some other people that are you know, like he'll negotiate with them like they want things from him he wants information from them gotcha stuff like that so why is he the one that investigates uh there is a reason it's a little bit of a spoiler oh okay. actually to dig in was he told to investigate or did he just take it up on his own both okay he started investigating a little bit encountered someone who told him hey you should probably investigate this more oh okay so he investigated it more gotcha yeah um yeah it's it's fine um it's got a lot of the warren ellis weaknesses i think which what would those be well the only warren ellis stuff i've read is injection um first three volumes which is all that's out so far image comic image comic good stuff and trees three volume image comic image comic uh also good stuff um that stuff there tends to be a lot of sort of latent low-level technophobia um he's uh, a little bit scared of technology a little bit scared of he is pretty old yeah there's there's a lot of old man yells at computers because he can't understand them <laughs> stuff okay. like that um yeah, and it, the themes are very Warren Ellis in the sense it's like just people trying to wrestle with systems that are too big and complex for them to handle. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of a lot of his vision of the future is that one system or another will become uncontainably complex and people will fail to understand it and the com consequences will be bad. Um, I guess that's kind of fair if you fail to take into consideration humankind's wild ability to adapt mm -hmm. yeah we're pretty good at that sort of we're thing. great at that <laughs> like yep. on a on a on a grander scale we are fantastic like i mean not saying that literally like a human a human being's ability to adapt is phenomenal but the mm -hmm. human race's ability to adapt like, look at the Industrial Revolution and where we are now. Mm -hmm. That's literally a hundred years of an incredible change in technology and the way the world works. Mm -hmm. And it's just part of us now. Like, we just yep. adapted. Generational adapt, ad, general, generational adaptation. Mm -hmm. 
that's that had a nice ring to it. Shame it took you as long as it did to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Warren Ellis would say, yeah, look, we've adapted so well, but we've created these systems and these systems are going to exceed our bi- ability to understand and control. It's kind of like a very quickly. like a fear of technological entropy. In- entropy. There it is. Mm-hmm. You know what, you know what entropy is? No, I haven't watched Tenet, the movie that's about entropy. Look. <laughs> That barely has to do with entropy. No, not really. <laughs> Very base level. Entropy, real quick, is just the fact that systems go into chaos, and then there's an ultimate, like the in, like basically the point of entropy is where it is pure, pure chaos. The universe mm-hmm. will end at the point of entropy, which is literally every single thing of energy is just chaos. Yep, everything is dispersed. Yes. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Anyway, yeah, normal. Um, it's fine. It's a quick read. I don't wholeheartedly recommend it but if you're either like a warren ellis fan or you're interested in sort of this you could almost call it soft sci-fi um Mm. just there are some little bit of futuristic elements yeah it's it's certainly not bad it's a quick read knock it out in honestly a long afternoon if you want yeah um but i wouldn't say go out of your way to long afternoon I guess like if like you start at like two. Yeah, if it's like a Saturday afternoon, you. It was really weird. And... It, it, cr- it tricked me up because my brain interpreted long weekend and then heard oh. the word you said and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's that. All right. Any uh, any movies like what kind of con- other I like uh, properties would you kind of equate that to? Um, it reminded me in tone or in in sort of its sensibility of the southern reach trilogy um which is annihilation authority acceptance Mm -hmm. uh, again a book trilogy yeah um it's got a little bit more of a kind of a wry humor to it um which doesn't entirely work in its favor Mm. uh it takes a little getting used to um sort of kind of in the if you're looking for a movie that's like it maybe ex machina is sort of in that direction it's okay different subject matter but right, sort of the right, same right. same sensibility it's gotcha roughly present day near future complex system running out of control yeah okay that kind of thing um yeah all What's right that? and then i watched four movies in preparation for this episode yeah i watched one movie in preparation for this episode i mean we've also between us seen a lot of movies that are turned right. out to be relevant for this episode right, which yeah. helps um yeah so i watched four movies uh no me... not this episode next week's episode next week's episode you yes. gotta get used sort to of that. this this combined enterprise this chunk yep this chunk uh yeah let me let me go through those uh we'll do a countdown from fourth best to first best okay in fourth place in the land of blood and honey yeah land uh, of blood and honey who's that uh it's uh so it was directed by angelina jolie um it was actually her debut directorial effort came out in 2011 Mm -hmm. um it's about the bosnian war um in the early 90s you know when everything was falling apart in the baltics and people mostly didn't do anything about Mm -hmm. it and this movie is about like hey look some really terrible things happened and nobody did anything about it that's kind of bad right um so basically the story um I don't I don't know a whole lot of backstory in the movie kind of doesn't give you as much historical context as maybe you want. Mm-hmm. Um but there's this big ethnic conflict between the the Serbs which are I guess like Slavic um and then the Bosnians who are a Muslim ethnic group in Bosnia. Yeah. Um and ended up being like a I don't know if it was ever officially classified as a genocide but a lot of people trying to kill each other. Kind of was, yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of bad stuff. Um, so the story follows. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. I watched the movie this morning, and I still haven't figured out how to pronounce the main character's name. I think it's no. Isla. Isla. A J L A. A A J L A. Isla. I I I think it's Isla. Isla. Probably with a bit more of an accent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's a she's a Bosnian. Um, and the very start of the movie, she goes on a date with Daniel, um, who's a Serbian policeman. Can you pronounce that name? Uh, well, it's pronounced D A N I J E L. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just throw some J's in there, Jolie. Angelina. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're based on real people. Oh, okay. Um, or at least a lot of the events are based on real events. Right. 
Um, and so they go on a couple of dates and they're kind of building a relationship. And then, boom, we got ourselves a war. We got ourselves a lot of civilians being slaughtered. Um, and it's, it goes dark. Boy. Like, I don't know if I've watched a movie as unpleasant as this one. Um, not like it's it's pretty good it's pretty well done but i do not recommend it in the slightest oh jesus yeah um there were scenes that were harder to watch than the head smash in game of thrones not for violence but just for like moral repulsion um it's just like full-on horrors of war like people people should watch it no it's it's an important watch (laughs) it's just if you got a weak stomach you're gonna puke oh god mostly not from the violence there is some some violence but it's mostly just like i don't even want to describe it too much it's, God. it's bad just people being slaughtered and herded like cattle and um there's a scene at one point where a group of women are taken and used as human shields um as a squadron assaults a building and i read later that that was based on a real woman who consulted on the film's experience um there's some worse stuff that's based on real experience i'm just kind of gonna leave it at that all right next one next one Uh, we love just kind (laughs) of skimming past things that scary things that happen in the real world (laughs) oh boy we'll circle back to it (laughs) uh next up tropic thunder oh wow what a yeah who did that one ben stiller that's a bill he directed that one ben stiller directed tropic thunder which right. i didn't realize until this week yeah <laughs> that's kind of cool yeah all right <laughs> let him go yeah that's a fun movie so we all know tropic thunder it's the it's the one where it's robert downey jr's a dude playing a dude dre- <laughs> dresses another dude disguised as another dude <laughs> yeah so it's a uh, uh, the the basic story is um, there's this group of actors. Uh, the actors are played by Ben Stiller and Black Jack, Jack Black, J- Black Jack. <laughs> Started saying it faster than I was thinking it. Um, uh, Robert Downey Jr., yeah. um, a couple other people like that. They're making this war movie. They're on location in Vietnam, um, and then they through a series of wacky shenanigans end up trapped on their own and uh find themselves in the middle of a real war zone yeah um and so they kind of have to figure out what's going on and they're spoiled actors yeah the whole point of the first act and so it's them trying to figure out how to save themselves and get out of this surprising situation they found themselves in it's modern classic it's great it's fun it's uh you know it's it's not spectacular but it's it's got some themes to it um mm-hmm. which we'll actually discuss next week a little bit i don't hear about that just a little bit just a touch it's really funny um it's just it's like it's just the right amount of over top over the top it's the sort of movie that you probably actually couldn't get away with making now and it came out less than 15 years so ago the thing i've seen a lot of like discussion around it because the the main point of contention is the fact that robert downey jr is in blackface for like half of it yeah but it's like I've seen this is I'm a white mm-hmm. person saying this. I have seen like discussion among like the the African American community and they're all like that's fine. I mean the movie kind of goes out of its way to be like are we sure we're okay with this? Right, like it's 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 intentionally yeah. not it's it's, a, it's like intentionally not not blackface basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's definitely like a yeah. Realized a connection between this one and the last one that I'm not going to draw attention to. Uh oh. Not blackface. I mean, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, no, it's it's fun. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. Um, The opening was way more gory than I was expecting, and I know they're doing like a Saving Private Ryan, but boy. Yeah. doing more than a saving private ryan i don't remember the beginning yeah um it's been forever since i've seen it yeah well they're filming like the actual movie scene and so they're going over the top with the oh, effects. Like, yeah. he's got his hands blown off and then you see like the yeah shredded stumps i remember that one yeah it's over the top for the sake of comedy but it's also like yeah. whoa okay all yep. right um uh, that's what we're doing number two chef 
Oh, I needed to see that. I wanted to see that. John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a he's a chef and he's at a famous restaurant. Um, and Isn't it a famous like a famous restaurant truck? So he starts out at a famous restaurant. Oh, okay. Um, basically, he so he gets uh he gets a bad review. Um, mm-hmm. and he blames the owner and has like a whole big blow up and it goes viral. It gets caught on video and goes mm-hmm. viral. Um, there's actually some really interesting stuff just about the, the power of the internet and sort of the destructive nature of like, you can take one tiny moment of something and, yeah. and blow up someone's entire life on it. I've punched my mic three times in the past two minutes. And <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud. Um, and so he goes and he, he kind of goes back to his roots and he opens a food truck and he drives his food truck around and he finds a lot of creative satisfaction and he bonds with his estranged son and it's great and it's delightful and it's wholesome and yeah, a lot of swearing for a wholesome movie. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of, and like they've, I mean, that was his big debut, wasn't it? No. Was that, when was that made? 2014. Oh, it was Reese. I thought it was before yeah. Iron Man. No, he like. Scarlett Johansson and uh, Robert Downey Jr. are in it. Oh, he's kind of okay. just like I think he was um, like on the set of Iron Man two, and he was like, "Hey, let's uh, let's go make this other movie for a little while. It'll yeah. be fun." I don't know if he's actually on the set because like, I've seen like follow up stuff like that. Like he's been on Binging with Babish mm-hmm. because yeah, he's he's got a Netflix show. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. He's got the Netflix show, which is uh, I mean, it's it had. He had like I uh, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Tom Holland on one episode, and that mm-hmm. was like them talking about how uh, kind of the MCU people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because they had the Russo brothers, and they had like they yeah. were talking about the interview. The Russo brothers were talking about the interview with Iron or with uh, uh, Tom Holland, mm-hmm. and how that all went. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, I, I like it. It's kind of this weird. Uh, it's it's like a weird kind of talk show center point like the chef kind of universe like it's mm-hmm. it's john uh, john favreau who's basically who's responsible for kicking off the mcu mm-hmm. solidly and he's got his own little pet project that everyone else just kind of loves and they get involved and it's yeah. he's really close with all the mcu people and it's yeah mm-hmm. it's also genuinely good food like they've mm-hmm. it's real recipes that Mm-hmm. people make and they're like this is actually really good yeah i got really hungry after watching chef mm-hmm. make cooking look really fun yeah it's um yeah no it's it's well done it's uh it's satisfying watch it gets a little schmaltzy at the end sort of <laughs> but you know it's it's good yeah it's nice um and then numero uno the best movie i watched this week unforgiven cool so you did uh cool i'll talk about the movie i watched okay just making sure you didn't watch the same one i did okay. i can talk about it yeah, so Unforgiven by Unforgiven. Unforgiven, released in 1992, directed by Clint Eastwood. Wow, that long ago. Well, I guess Clint Eastwood's super old. Yeah, no, this was not his first movie. This was not even like his fifth or sixth movie. This was yeah. his big breakout as a director, mm-hmm. but he was directing movies as early as like the mid-70s. Yeah. Um, and he's still making them to this day. That he is. Yeah, he's he's old now. Um, Yeah, so this one, uh, I've heard this movie described as the Western so good it killed the genre forever. <laughs> which is kind of true <laughs> oh wow all right um it's okay so is it the western or the spaghetti western western okay yeah. like american western yeah 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 um which i i've always had a bit of a soft spot for westerns and as i've grown older and more cynical i've grown a soft spot for anti-westerns um <laughs> <laughs> which is like uh no country for old men um mm-hmm. or the the book blood meridian i guess just cormac mccarthy in general um, a lot of Taylor Sheridan stuff. Um, he's a writer. He did um, uh, Hell or High Water. Uh, he directed and wrote Wind River. Um, he's doing Yellowstone right now, the TV show. Hell or High Water, like the movie? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, That's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Is that the oil tycoon one? No, that's There Will Be Blood. Why did I think it was Hell or High Water? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Uh yeah, so Unforgiven, um it's very much an anti-western and like Eastwood deliberately set out to make it so. Um story follows uh there's this old retired gunslinger played by Eastwood, of course. Mm-hmm. Um and he gets recruited to uh go kill a couple of cowboys who carved up a prostitute's face. Um Yeah, fun? Yeah, always Lightful. good. Always a good time. Um he rounds up his best pal Morgan Freeman um and goes along for the ride with this kind of young cocky kid who's supposed to be like the kind of the archetype of the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. 
um, a little bit, and they they go up and they uh, encounter uh, Gene Hackman, who's the the sheriff in the town. Gene Hackman, yeah, the original Lex. Yeah, probably not the original original. I'm sure there was one in like some 40s serial probably, or something. Yeah, but... there definitely was. Yeah, the original, like the original Lex. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the original one in our hearts before Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it's just Unforgiven is fantastic. It it undermines the tropes but like it plays into the right ones and yeah. it, it tells this story about just like if you imagine sort of the if you take like a typical sort of fantastical western style story with the lone gunslinger and he rides up into the sunset after shooting the bad guys mm-hmm. and like you think about like the actual violence and horrible things that were done and yeah. the effects that that would have on people and it it digs into that without like getting preachy. It's a lot of just little one-off one-liners and um, throwaway lines and just even just the cinematography, like Eastwood has a discussion with another character at some point. He's just sitting outside a cabin and there's just this snowy expanse around Mm -hmm. him. Just a gorgeous movie and so well done. Yeah. Um, Wholeheartedly recommend it absolutely right. great that's like a nine out of ten for me oh jesus yeah all right i'm gonna check that out yeah maybe it's good if we had more time before this episode you probably would have sent that one to me to watch yeah but i watched it last night so cool yeah all right i'll have to check because he did uh did he direct mule or was he just yes in yeah he's he's directed like 40 or 50 movies at this point good god yeah did he start acting or directing started acting all right and that's and... actually going to be my delineation for this upcoming episode is okay i'm going to talk about people that started... started as an actor and then became a director so orson wells doesn't count oh all right because he started get out of here <laughs> all right yeah check out check wait for next week for that whole discussion yeah we'll talk about actors and directors yeah specifically when they're the same person yeah yeah, actors and directors and and being the, the the boolean where they both are true. That was incredibly nerdy. Yes. <laughs> All right, I've been talking for a long time. What yes, you, you have. been up to? I have oh so little. It's been a hell of a week for me mm-hmm. uh because it's it's holy week. Yep. So, you know, Good Friday, Monday, Thursday, Easter Sunday, Palm Sunday, all the big ones. Yep. Uh and Happy Easter by the way. Happy Easter. Yes, happy Easter. Uh and also delayed happy happy passover yeah it's passover (laughs) you say happy passover um i think you say good uh, passover good passover that sounds right all right good passover delayed sure but uh (laughs) no it's i a lot of my time has been video editing for church Mm -hmm. uh to get that stuff done because that's my company um i have watched one movie (gasps) gone baby gone oh good one yeah have you good seen choice that? You i have one? yes uh boy what a what a moral quandary of a movie yeah uh, i really like that one directed by ben affleck his directorial debut oh if you, okay if you don't count the uh short film what's the title uh oh where is it <laughs> i have it uh quote I killed my lesbian wife, hung her on a meat hook, and now I have a three-picture deal yes. with Disney. Actual short film that Ben Affleck directed in, like, 1994. Yes. That was uh, that was one that caught my eye. Um, but no, Gone Baby Gone. Uh, it's about a, a little girl mm-hmm. uh, who goes missing, uh, whose mother is a, is a junkie. Yeah. Um, she goes missing and people and like the police aren't doing a whole like they're all trying. But um, the aunt of them of the baby mm-hmm. uh, that is the, the baby's junkie mom's brother's wife. Mm-hmm. So the mom's sister-in-law baby's mm-hmm. aunt uh, comes to Casey Affleck. Uh, hey, there's some nepotism going on here. Yep. <laughs> uh not the only one because he directed manchester by the sea didn't he and ben uh, affleck. no that was uh kenneth longergan oh okay oh never mind manchester by the sea stars casey affleck and it's about a, a bostonian younger brother who lives in the shadow of his older brother <laughs> right what a reach joke not my credit that's, that's uh, an old one is that an old one old joke oh because that came from i think that came from um John Mulaney and Nick Kroll on the Film Independent Spirit Awards. That might be where I heard it originally. Yep. Yeah. 
Anyway. Anyway. So a uh, girl goes missing. The, uh, the girl's aunt goes to private investigator, uh, played by Casey Affleck, mm-hmm. to... She just she's like you do it because the police like the the baby's fam like mom is like around a bunch of junkies that are just like afraid mm-hmm. of the police and don't want to yeah. talk to them so she's like I'm gonna go to an independent investigator see if they can like talk to the people and like try to like get more mm-hmm. information the police can't and then uh, so he ends up uh, partnering with a couple detectives who are the ones kind of actively on the case. Uh, he and his partner, mm-hmm. uh, who I don't know who plays her. I really liked it because it does a really good job of revealing things. Uh, like it's a, it's a mystery that it unravels, but mm-hmm. it's not a mystery that um, I could tell early on that it's not a mystery that you can solve on your own mm-hmm. earlier. Right. Um, it just, it just reveals the beats as it, as it does. Mm-hmm. And you uh, like, I couldn't catch foreshadowing. I couldn't really call who it was. Right. Um, because it do, it just does a good job of kind of hiding that and letting, yeah. and it's like, I'm going to tell the story. Right. I don't want you to get ahead of it. And it does, it does a really good job of that. And it kind of, uh, it's a spoiler to explain what the moral gray area is in the movie. Right. Um, but it does a fantastic job of actually leaving that still morally gray at the end. Yeah. Um, because the whole time I was thinking the themes and back calling mm-hmm. back to our themes discussion, themes, the best movie, best movie, capital L literature, or it's like, what is it? a great movie makes, makes the uh, audience ask the question. Yep. Uh, a good movie asks the question and then mm-hmm. a bad movie answers the question. Right. And the whole time I was like, man, they can really wrap this up and just like answer the question. Mm-hmm. But then by the end of it, like credits rolled after a solid 30 second shot that you're just like, I still don't know. Like yeah. uh, <laughs> that is morally gray. Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a really solid movie. It, it's uh, that. That, given that really my only experience with Ben Affleck is Batfleck, <laughs> uh, this just made me respect him a whole lot more. Because like, yeah. cause he wrote it, didn't he? Uh, no, it's based on a book. It, it is based on a book, but he uh, he was he does have a writing credit for right. the and adaptation. Being able to you can you can base something on a novel mm-hmm. as much as you want but still change things to like mm-hmm. like ruin themes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- th- this did a good job. I'm assuming the book did that unless it's one of those situations like defending Jacob where the ending is different in the book and the movies because mm-hmm. he wanted to end the book a certain way, but the publishers were like, Mm-mm. and he's <laughs> like, oh, okay. And then when he got the show deal, he's like, you know what? I'm going to end it the way I wanted to end it. And moral dilemma. <laughs> Not really moral dilemma in defending Jacob, but mm-hmm. more of just like, ah, ah. yikes, um, themes, themes. Uh, but no, it was really good. I, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, uh, it, uh, it bummed me out. It does, um, good. does a really good, <laughs> does a really good job of, uh, kind of posing a development in the movie, but it's a development that you would kind of just go, ah. Uh, this probably isn't something. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of do a parallel of that development and kind of proof to you. It's like, mm, mm, yeah. And you're like, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and it, so they kind of, they, 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 he does a, the story does a very good job of reinforcing, like forcing you to think what it wants you to think, mm-hmm. whether or not you kind of, you kind of meta think it. You're like, ah, oh, movies don't do this. Right. It, it takes that away. It mm-hmm. takes away any kind of expectations of entertainment, um, to tell a story. It wants to tell it, take, it does a really good job of taking control of its own story. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing now the more I talk about it. So that's a sign of effective uh, directing, uh, wholly wholeheartedly recommend it. Um, if you, uh, really love kids, um to a to, uh, kind of a a, a painful and uh, anxiety ridden degree mm-hmm. maybe not mm-hmm. um but uh i mean like 
I'm going to stop there. I feel like if I go mm-hmm. any other direction yeah. of trying to dig myself out of a hole or dig further, it's just going to start spoiling things. Yep. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, that's, that's pretty much all I've done. Uh, I think I, I said three last week that I could have saved for this week, but also we didn't know that we would be doing this, but also we're at 45 minutes. Yep. We've got some news we're going to talk about. We'll start off the news. rest of this episode. Yep. Let's talk about some news. Woo. All right. What are the things we've done that's happened this week? All right. Uh, the, I guess the big one of the week, a uh, new Suicide Squad trailer. So we got the that's Red Band. the big one of the week? Sure. I mean, Kong and Godzilla came out. Yeah. That's kind of big. One of them is big, or they're all <laughs> big, or the one with the big monsters is the biggest. We don't know. We're yeah. here to not settle that question but suicide squad that's suicide squad so we got the red band trailer last week we got a new green band trailer with some new footage and some new stuff going on this week yes some of the same old classic hits and (laughs) yep the (laughs) the uh you got robert not robert downey jr why did i say that harley quinn Mm -hmm. saying the thing about personalized plates how did i don't know i don't want to talk about it uh (laughs) And uh, the one thing that I noticed is you actually we actually got to see Polka Dot Man do thing. Yeah, we got to see him dot his polkas. You got to dot his polkas. Uh, it seems like they're going to avoid the really comic booky, campy, like each dot has a specific, like each color has a specific role mm-hmm. and maybe like avoid like the transporting or whatever. He probably just has like exploding dots. That might be the oh, only thing. That'd be so boring. That'd be boring, but also he's insane. So I think the character yeah. is, it's not going to be inter- interesting power set. It's going to be an interesting character. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, David Des- Desmalchian or I, I'm not sure. Dust Dalmatian. Yeah. Dachshund. <laughs> I always think of a dog whenever I see his last name. David Dachshund hyphen Dalmatian. Yes. <laughs> uh, he, he looks like. I, I'm excited to see that character solely because of just the, like, we're all going to die. And he's like, I hope so. I hope and so. then he, someone's like, oh, they do the, the peacemakers. Like, uh, I stand for peace and I don't care how many men, women and children I have to kill to make it or whatever. And Harley Quinn turns to Morgan and he's like, I thought you were the crazy one. He's like, I am. <laughs> like, it's just, he's a very like self-acknowledging crazy person i'm so ready to see that he was a uh, schizophrenic was, was a par- paranoid schizophrenic thomas schiff from dark knight yes first credited screen role there's some really interesting backstory on how he basically credits christopher nolan for saving his career by giving him that role oh yeah there's a there was a great article in the hollywood reporter a few years ago about that whole that whole thing yeah cool uh, really interesting dude too uh-huh um he's I don't know if he's actually gotten behind the camera yet, but he's he's got some writing creds. Okay, um, and he's just he's always really good in this in whatever he's in. Uh, he's really good in uh, Prisoners. That's a good one. Um, Denis Villeneuve, Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, Catch a Criminal. I need to watch that. That's so many things I like. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was probably my favorite movie for a while. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch Denis Villeneuve. Dude, Dune is coming sometime soon. Dude, Dune is coming sometime. Dune, dude, you a Dune, dude, I'm a Dune, dude. I'm a Dune, dude. dude. Oh, I gotta get all the I'm Dune, dude. Dune is to dude. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, no, I'm really excited about this movie. Yeah. Just, it's just, it looks so crazy. And just, again, I said it last week. James Gunn is the exact right person for this movie. Yep. Um, I, Peacemaker looks like so much fun. Idris Elba just looks like the unironic, angry leader. Yep. That just, that's funny. Yep. By being unironic and angry. Yeah. Uh, A lot of great characters. A lot of them are going to get murdered in horrible ways. Starro. Starro is in it. I never thought I'd live to see the day that Starro is the villain in a movie. This is the right way to do Starro. Yeah. Just literally, like, so do you think that it's going to be... How do you think they're going to do... So there was a shot with Harley Quinn with the flowers going behind her. Mm-hmm. Do you think... How do you think that's going to be a thing? Do you think it's going to be just... That's the style is that there is uh, non-literal stylization mm-hmm. imagery in the movie as a whole? 
or just specifically for Harley Quinn, or mm-hmm. maybe in that scene specifically, maybe she's like on acid or something, and that's mm-hmm. just what she's experienced. Do, what do you think that that is? My I dear think... Preston, I've asked myself this question many times. I do not have an answer for you. Have you really thought about that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because the power, flowers popped up, and I'm like, wait, is this literal? Or are we meant to see this? What's going on here? I think... The way James Gunn directs, I think that that's going to be a Harley Quinn specific thing where it's just kind of like maybe it's a star on her face specific thing. Maybe it's a star on her face specific thing because Starro controls people with like little mind control starfishes that land on their face. Yeah, so I know that. I'm explaining to the you audience. You know that. They know that. You <laughs> they know don't that. know that. <laughs> you do know that now. And if you knew that before, congratulations. I'll email you a gold star. I mean, you probably listened to the last episode yep. where I did explain that. Yeah. Uh, now, maybe. But I, I like the idea of just Harley is just nuts. And anytime she's kind of the, the subject of any shot, mm-hmm. everything's a little weird. Yeah. And kind of kooky. <laughs> I could I could see it. That would work, too. Who else is, who does, um, so Ratcatcher's a female, Yep. which is not a comic accurate thing, but I'm so for it. She's officially characterized as Ratcatcher 2, Yeah. I think. So probably yeah. like daughter of. Yeah, something like that. And I'm all for it. Uh, the weasel. James Gunn must really hate his brother <laughs> <laughs> or love his brother. If Sean Gunn loves to, so Sean, Sean Gunn plays that Sean Gunn is also the stand in for raccoon yep. and or raccoon for rocket in the uh-huh. guardians movies. It's just the CGI guy that doesn't have a face except he's Sean Gunn's a character in he's all. Yeah. He's got his own guy. Um, his mom probably called after the first movie and said, James, take your brother your with brother. you. <laughs> take your brother with you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I think, sean's the older brother he might be <laughs> maybe it's just like getting him back for all the shit he put him through as a uh, kid it's like me where the younger brother's more of a success <laughs> Oof. uh uh who else was it uh what is um like a rooker's character uh savant savant yes i'm trying to remember if i know i do i i've read a comic with him in it mm-hmm We'll dig in more for sure when we get to our death bracket episode. Right, yeah. Give you time to do some background research. Yeah, I need to do some background. Oh, but... and this trailer, Nathan Fillion, arm fall off boy confirmed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So is that, like, what's his name in the, like, is it arm fall off boy? Uh, yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember that. Like. I'm looking this up. Okay. Do try to get the full list right now. I just want to do a real quick. The full list of all the characters. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arm fall off boy is the actual comic Arm book fall off boy. character. Um, what s- comics are just so squad character. Was he just, he was just standing there with his arms off. Wasn't he? Yeah. So is he like, how? Um, I don't are know. Magnetically attached. Can I have like no idea. Sling them. I have sling no idea. Those shoulders. Like a uh, lizard, like you grab him by the arm, and he's just like no, and then grows back his arm later. I don't know. <laughs> Could be no clue. Let's find out. Uh, full character list. So we know Harley Quinn. We know Idris Elba's playing Bloodsport. We know John Cena's playing Peacemaker. Yep. Um, Captain Boomerang. Jai Courtney's back from the yes. original Suicide Squad, and we've squad. seen his uh, glowing explosions. Lovely. Uh, Peter Capaldi is playing the Thinker with all yes. little things coming out of his head. Hope yeah. he doesn't have personalized license plates. I think he's a new guy. I think he's going to be like new about halfway through, mm-hmm. and he's going to be way too intelligent. And maybe he's the one that, who knows? Maybe he's the one that figures out how to undo the bombs in their necks and sets them free. And chaos ensues. Yeah. Um, Alice Braga is playing Soulsoria. Don't know who that is. She's shooty lady. She was also, uh, she was the doctor in New Mutants. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, Pete Davidson is playing Blackguard. Yes. Don't know who that is. Man, I gotta read. He chose so many just tiny characters that like, I can't know them all. (laughs) Yep. Uh, we talked about David Dustmalkian as Polkadot Man. I don't know. Guessing. Uh, Michael Rooker Savant, um, Mailing Ng is playing Mongal. Uh, TDK is was the official like when they released 
the mm-hmm. the sort of the character roll call thing nathan fillion was playing tdk people yep. thought it stood for the de- detachable kid on oh. fall off boy okay which is now officially confirmed and it's okay so oh wait no because he's an original character no no why did he disguise it i have no idea because TDK, when they announced it, it was like an original character. Mm-hmm. But now he's officially called Arm Fall Off Boy? He's officially Arm Fall Off Boy. Like, officially, like the comics. Not the fans are, like, calling him Arm Fall Off Boy. I don't know. Okay. But Arm Fall Off Boy is a real character in the comics? Yeah. I saw some panels. Comics are so stupid, dude. <laughs> don't you know it? Well, no. They did. They're doing a new, like, a run for TDK. Mm-hmm. It could just be new stuff, like it's still yeah. a James Gunn original character, but now they're doing a comic with him to get yeah. a little bit of supporting. Something like that. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Daniela Melchior is going to be Ratcatcher 2. Yes. Um, King Shark. I don't remember who's doing like the actual mocap, but uh, Sylvester Stallone's doing the voice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Didn't you recognize? Hand. N- no. Okay. Is that a thing from... No. Okay. I didn't know if that was a thing from Rocky where he just goes, hand. <laughs> <laughs> he's like not a... that dumb. <laughs> well, I don't know. If like he was doing some training thing and he's like, the guy punches him in the hand or something. He's like, hand. And like they like punch him and he's like, hand. Just, I don't know. I don't know what boxing is. Sean Gunn, Weasel. Yeah. Talking about it. Uh, Flula Borg is playing Javelin. Throws javelins. Cool. Good to know. Couldn't have guessed that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really it. All right. That's a big one. It's just all such tiny. Yeah. And then Rick Flagg is playing. Or yeah, Joel Rick Kinnaman, Flagg is Rick, playing Joe Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman, Rick Flagg, uh, Amanda Waller is played by uh, Viola Davis again. Viola Davis. I always say Viola. Yeah. Because so. you're stupid. Yep. I call her Violet. Violet Davis. More like Violet, Violet Davis, ah! am I right? Anyway, I anyway. think we've talked about Suicide Squad enough. It looks like a lot of fun and people are going to die. Yay. Godzilla vs. Kong came out. Yes, it did. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I need to watch Skull Island and King of the Monsters first. I've heard decent things about it. I've heard it's actually just like they're like, yeah, it, it's a bunch. It's a whole bunch of fighting scenes. Yeah, it's which, uh, yeah, that's that's what we need. It's yeah. getting decent reviews. Um the box office take really interests me because this is kind of the first movie to come out really since, I mean, we had a couple in August with Tenet and New Mutants that right. sort of squeaked out a little bit of revenue and mm-hmm. came out and then theaters closed back down over the winter. But this is, theaters are starting to open back up and people are starting to fall back into more normal habits of life. Yep. Um, and so I was really intrigued to see. Kind Has of Regal reopened yet? Uh, I think it's this weekend. <gasps> Either this weekend or next weekend. We should go see a movie because we both have vaccines. Yay! Oh, no, I go get my second vaccine next week. Okay. So maybe in like a few weeks we go, yeah. but we should go uh, see a movie. Quiet Place 2, I think, should be our I agree. When, is that coming out soon? Like, that's March? End of May. Oh, pff, it's past March. We're in April. Yeah. End of May. Oh, that's so long, though. Yeah, it'll take time for your vaccine to take effect. Not that long, but... It takes two weeks for your vaccine to... Yeah. So There's nothing three weeks. good coming out at the end of April. Yeah, we can go see Kong versus... Like, you, you can't see that on a small screen. You gotta see that on a big screen. Yeah. I'm willing to just go and watch a movie, even if it's like an yeah, alright movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, okay. If I've got my vaccines, we've got our vaccines. Don't go and stay quarantined until they have your vaccines. Yep. Even then, still maybe stay until everybody has their vaccines. Just be huh? safe yep be responsible um yeah so box office godzilla versus kong it came out uh friday last week i want to say real quick what was its budget i can't seem to find that oh um probably i would guess somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 million yeah 150 200 million so big effects heavy there's a lot of reasonably high-priced actors yeah but it's not the 500 million end game no (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so hefty budget um Mm -hmm. so far domestically it has made about 16 million which is not much but it's about as much as you'd expect to make uh this stage in our global pandemic uh worldwide gross is 139 million um the right about half that is china which makes sense it's a big monster movie you don't need a whole lot of cross-cultural communication yeah 
Um, and China is being a little more relaxed and opening things back up mm-hmm. now at this point. Um, so yeah, it's made uh, about $70 million in China and then just little bits and pieces everywhere else around the world. Do we have any viewership counts on HBO Max? Uh, I don't think we'd I'd be surprised if we ever get true viewership counts because streaming services kind of fluff their own numbers a little bit. That's and, true. But uh, apparently well, they fluff their numbers because they go on average of uh, this is data science for you. Um, the, they'll go on raw viewership, but mm-hmm. then they will use the average of uh, like there's some number. I, I had seen it at some point. I think it's like two point something mm-hmm. people per view. Mm-hmm. um so they kind of use that to the, so it's not really fluffing they're just saying oh more people watch it's just like i mean on average right it, this is how many people have watched because people get together and watch with their families stuff like yeah. that yeah like the average is like around a two a little bit more than two and there's some question about when they call it a view like if you watch the first 10 seconds and decide you hate it right it count as a well view? there's also retention that comes right. that goes into it there's yeah. and they they their internal numbers i'm sure are really nice but their external oh, yeah. ones are whatever the highest one they can come up with with whatever right. formula is. yeah that's true so yeah always take those with data science is a lot of fun things. when you know what you're looking at yep yeah so that's uh that's happening i'm glad it's out i'm glad it's uh actually making some money you know? yeah um it's good to see movies coming back to theaters i think that um in general this could have been the end for movie theaters and it still could be but... do we have word on if mecha godzilla was in this I haven't heard anything. Okay. Um, I imagine it's something that if it actually did happen, people wouldn't want to spoil it yet. People are being pretty good about being. People have gotten a lot better because of Marvel. Yeah. Marvel <laughs> trained us really well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Russo brothers. It's, yeah, no, it's, that's a good, good public service. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that's out. That's happening. Um, All right. One thing I completely forgot to mention, the third news item this week, we got a trailer for Rick and Morty season five. Oh. All right kind of don't care yeah me too i'll probably watch it eventually but yeah it's kind of low priority at this point yeah me too i I don't think i ever finished season i never well i don't finish i didn't finish season four i don't think i ever really got more than like an episode in first half is not great yeah second back half of the season's pretty solid but okay first half's not yeah yeah it's um but it also does it is it just good or does it develop i feel like rick and just, morty just kind of does the same like it's the episodes are better but it doesn't progress necessarily mm. it's just oh, that's this particular episode that's something good. i like about uh letter is it feels like it's an op- episodic thing but mm-hmm. there are character developments and relationship changes over seasons and yeah. stuff like that and it actually develops the characters uh which is why i'm still actively involved nine season in seasons in <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know if they tone down the f-bombs it'll be better <laughs> I mentioned I mentioned that after season four, but yeah. the big problem was they're allowed to use the f word now. Yeah, and so they use nothing but the f word, and it's, it's falling a lot into less a rut. Creative. Yeah. yeah, just it's not great. All right, yeah. yeah. So I guess there anything that seems coming out this summer. I don't remember the date. Oh, okay, but if you're excited for that, still cool. Yeah, good in line. Yep. I guess there's not really a line, and I hope the lines spaced six feet apart. Still. Yep. Well. Well that's all of the that's the that's the discussion for today yeah let's uh let's wrap up this discussion thanks for uh shoust we i guess sure we shoust uh yeah thanks everyone for listening to this just kind of a couple of bros um chilling in a hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay that's it that's the one um yeah just we know we're chatting about stuff that interests us movies we enjoyed and news of the world that's got us excited um or kind of meh in the case of wreck and morty yeah um yeah stick around next week is going to be the actual content episode that we've prepared for this we're going to be talking about actors who started out as actors and then moved into directing over the course of their career going to kind of investigate why that might be whether there's particular archetypes that these directors might fall into whether there's particular patterns we can identify maybe whether we can predict some people that will become directors I don't know. Spicy. Might be fun. We'll have a good time. Yeah. We'll see about Check it out next week. Yeah. We're going to record it right now. So. Yeah. But you don't get it till next week. Um, You can check out the this podcast and all the previous episodes and subsequent future episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, 
probably other places as well. Uh, we're on social media. We've got a Facebook where I'm still working on that Zack Snyder Justice League review, but this time it's coming out, and I'm saying that with such vehemence that it's probably not actually going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, you keep over-promising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're on Twitter, at Justice Losers Pod, where, I don't know, we tweet occasionally i'll get better at tweet it's the same reason that we're stretching out our episodes now is because i just don't have time to do anything like i don't think about it isn't twitter the point the whole point of twitter is you don't have time and you don't think about it yeah that's why it's accessible of people not thinking about things and yelling at each other yeah but i also just i don't i don't know my humor is too observational i can't make jokes Mm. i'm also just not a funny person so why put me on twitter it's true yeah I mean, you're kind of funny in the, like, laugh at rather than laugh with sense. That's true. Yeah. Maybe I'll just tweet my thoughts. There you go. That'd be good. We're on Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod. Mentioned that up at the top of the show. Uh, check out our highlights especially where we'll do a little, uh, you know, fan interaction kind of stuff. We'll do little quizzes or little uh, polls or we'll solicit ideas for episode topics. Now that we're doing kind of this little restructuring, let us know how you feel about that. Yeah. Let us know we need episode topics now. Um because we're rethinking about some things so let us know if you've got some ideas there's a few uh few that popped into my brain is doing little uh doing an episode on any given genre we talked about westerns a little bit we could do mm-hmm. a genre talking about westerns people found out that a lot of people don't know that spaghetti westerns are called spaghetti westerns because they're westerns made by italians yeah um sergio leone's arguably the best yeah, western good bad and the ugly can't uh, fistful of dollars like stuff like mm-hmm. that like, those are all Italian-made movies, so they're called spaghetti westerns. Maybe we yeah. talk about those, There's... break down the tropes of different, mm-hmm. like, we talk about sci-fi. Yeah. What are the guns that people use? What are the more interesting versions of guns that are used in certain sci-fi movies? And we talk about those mm-hmm. tropes, stuff like that. What what makes them good? Stuff like that. We can do different genres. Yeah. So let us know if there's any specific genres you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Talk about... We talk about horror a lot, so maybe not that one as much. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about directors, actors, all the movies that have that actors have been in. If you're interested mm-hmm. in an actor and kind of their... Yeah. Do a little episode on Robert Downey Jr. Talk about his whole redemption arc mm-hmm. in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just like stuff like that. Like you little... Uh, most of the episodes you'll see are going to be episodes that are a little bit more in our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um so that we can do more research on it, things that are closer to our wheelhouse, uh, we will spend those little extra amounts of time on other stuff, on the ones that are a little bit further from our wheelhouse, bringing in a guest who's more knowledgeable in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, yeah, just let us know topic ideas, things you guys want to hear us talk about in depth. Yeah, uh, Carter put it a good put a good uh explained it well with us that we are good at taking a thing and digging into it rather than talking about like mm-hmm. uh, like a, a a list of thing like mm-hmm. ask us a question why is blah 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 and we'll do an episode on it because blah 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 oh Didn't oh i right, answered that one not that one then yeah all right yeah so if, if you got some ideas maybe you could send them to our gmail justusloserspod at gmail.com um, or if you check out one of our recommendations and you disagree wholeheartedly, you think that in the land of blood and honey, blood and honey is a lighthearted romp through the roses and <laughs> it's a, just a delightful movie. You should tell me all about that. I'm interested. And I'm also going to tell the FBI about you because you're <laughs> clearly you a psychopath. therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just us losers pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on YouTube where we'll do little condensed versions of both the, episode topic proper and then this uh if you felt if you enjoyed bits and pieces of this discussion but you thought it was entirely excessive you don't want to listen to us just kind of talk to each other about stuff while you're listening to this podcast in particular it's it's literally just us talking about stuff to each other fools but we do these nice little condensed video versions on youtube um you could send those to a friend of yours they want to try us out maybe kind of see what they think so yeah that's a that's kind of a thing you can do yep anyway uh thanks for listening we'll see you next week yep thanks should we bye 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 bye